Welcome back to Wind Down with Kev. It's been a minute, but we're back. It's been a busy year. I became a business coach with Craig Wiggins Coaching. I published a book with JM Publishing, and I became a best-selling author. Definitely didn't see that one coming. I've been running around the country, speaking, traveling, and enjoying every minute. But now it's time to get back to podcasting. This is my favorite format for sharing amazing conversations with incredible people. Welcome to season four, Behind the Red Doors. Come on in, check it out. I have incredible guests lined up just for you. Welcome to Wine Down with Kev. Thank you so much for tuning in, watching the video, listening to the podcast. This is season four, episode eight. We are at the Palace in East Meadow, New York. We are in the VIP section, and I am so excited to present my guest that we have today. We have Pat America. (laughs) Pat America. We're going to talk about that. But for those that don't know you yet, please introduce yourself to the audience. Well, my name is Patricia America, Pat America. My friends call me Pat. And I am a mother. I am a wife. I'm a mother of two. I'm a wife of one, Henry America. That's good. Um, (laughs) um, I I am a real estate agent by trade. Um, I came to real estate later in life. I am also a born-again Christian, and I love the Lord. So there's really many facets to who Pat America is. I am a sister, I am a daughter, I am a niece, and I have friends, so. (laughs) I love it, I love it, I love it. So you answered one of my questions already Mm -hmm. since you introduced your husband as Mr. America. Yes, Mr. America. America is actually your name. It's not a name that you chose for business. No, it really isn't. I really do believe that God just has a sense of humor, and um, I don't know how he did this, but I found Mr. America, and nothing is lost. Um, my first name is Patricia, which comes from the word patriot. Yes. So I would be, so I'm Patriot America. Oh, my. So once again, it's, it's just amazing. He, his divine plan And as And as a realtor, Miss Patriot America, as a realtor, I believe mm-hmm. that you sell the American dream. I do. Which is home ownership. Absolutely, I do. And again, it's a part of God's divine plan. I came to real estate later in life. I was in the fashion industry for over 30 years. I know you're gonna start to date me and (laughs) now you can tell how old I am. But, um, and I had a wonderful career in fashion, but um, I got my real estate license in 2004. However, I didn't use it in 2004. I was still doing my career in fashion. I was in, um, I was an executive for some major companies across the United States. From Ca- I lived in California for 10 years. Nice. And then I moved back to New York in 1998, got my license in 2004 because I really love real estate. However, I couldn't do both. I couldn't do what I was doing full time, my day job, and I couldn't do real estate. However, in 2018, I came back to it. And, um, and that is a story in itself. We're going to come back to real estate, but everybody mm-hmm. likes fashion mm-hmm. more than insurance, more than real estate. So yeah. let's talk about fashion for a minute, okay? Right. okay. You're very fashionably dressed. <laughs> Those of you who can't see it, Mr. America is here. He's fashionably dressed. <laughs> Blazer, t-shirt, jeans, like crisp, <laughs> nah, 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 he's sharper. But let's talk about 
post-pandemic fashion. Mm -hmm. We went through a season where we all worked from home, mm -hmm. right? We had yes, our daytime t-shirt, the yep. nighttime t-shirt. Yep, yep, yep. Pajama mm -hmm. pants or shorts, whatever couldn't be seen right. on the Zoom. Right. <laughs> How do people get back into dressing appropriate for the workplace, whether that's real estate insurance mm -hmm. or something else? Mm -hmm. What's good fashion for the workplace right now? Well, I think that life has become a little bit more casual. Yes. And um, we've learned how to operate, you know, in remote environments. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yes, you're right. We were business up top and, you know, and we were in, you know, pajama pants <laughs> on the bottom, okay, or party <laughs> on the bottom, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> However, getting back into the workplace now, it's really more of a, a, a business casual environment. Even in corporate America, you're not seeing those really tight, you know, three-piece suits or corporate suits and blue jackets anymore. You're seeing people dressing a little bit more relaxed, but it's still fashionable or it's still corporate and business-like. Absolutely, especially for what we do in the financial services mm -hmm. field. People are buying products for us that are pricey and they expect us to be, present ourselves a certain Absolutely. way. Absolutely. So let me ask you a personal fashion question. Mm -hmm. For me, mentally, I work from home several days a week. Mm -hmm. When I go into my work office, mm -hmm. For me to feel like I'm working, right. I have to be semi-dressed. Right. How about yourself? Does that put you in work mode, being dressed? You know, I'm always in work mode. So okay. It really has nothing to do, no, seriously, it really has nothing to do with what I'm wearing. My husband will tell you I work around the clock, and sometimes it's to a detriment to a certain degree because I'm a workaholic. But um, I can do business in my pajamas and I can do it in a suit, so. Equally, same level of Absolutely, intensity. Absolutely, because same. it's my focus. I'm focused on my clients. So one thing you and I have in common, you are a proud member of the 5 a.m. club like me. You're I up am. early and you're posting yep. positivity. Yep. 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 Talk to me about your messaging that's out there every day on Facebook that you're posting. Well, prior to even getting into real estate, my whole mantra is all about making an impact and um, the first thing that I do when I wake up is to pray then I read a scripture I post a scripture and then I post inspirational quotes and then I will expound on that why because sometimes I need it for myself yes and sometimes we need it other people may need it and I can't even tell you the impact that that makes um, for people and it changes the mindset and it's it's the way we start our day so if we start our day on a positive note we will t typically end it on that positive note my husband will tell you i'm up at four o'clock yes. and especially in the winter time when it's dark he's complaining that he can see my telephone light <laughs> he's like come on <laughs> so i'm doing it literally doing it under the covers am i right that's okay. good that's good stuff okay. mm -hmm. that's good stuff that's good stuff but that's your that's your time where you're inspired, you've got the answers, you're getting it for yourself, but you're sharing it with others. Um, so anybody looking for a little positivity with their coffee, follow you mm -hmm. and you'll yeah. get that, that boost. I love having that positivity. Uh, my life motto is inspire and be inspired. So Absolutely. I wanna inspire people, but I also wanna be inspired by people like you because life is life. We all have our highs, we all have our lows. Absolutely. And one word can mm -hmm. change your mindset in and one I, minute. Yes, and I've heard that so many times from people who read it. They're like, thank you. We talked about um, you inspiring executives, mm -hmm. really working with them, making sure they get it. Can you talk about a little bit about that leadership and some of the things that you were focused on and thinking about doing? So my master's degree, my graduate degree is in executive leadership. And yes. I've been in leadership positions for since I was in my 20s. I've been managing people. 
And in order to manage people, you have to like them, right? <laughs> you have to yes. like people. And I truly, truly like them because I'm a problem solver. Yes. I will sit here and listen to your problems all day long. But I wanted to go back and get the credentials because um, what I saw in corporate America was people going to work every day and not feeling inspired, not feeling incentivized, um, just feeling that even when they weren't getting a raise. And sometimes we can do, we can be in our passion projects and we can um, go to our occupations and not necessarily do it for money, but yes. we want to do it because we love it. Yes. And that's what I wanted to impart to CEOs, executives, um, people in leadership positions on how to be better leaders. How do you incentivize? the troops, yes. the people, the human resources of the of the business. The human resources are the people, and yeah. they're the ones who drive everything. So let me ask you a question. This, um, my audience, my fellow business owners, insurance, real mm -hmm. estate, lenders, whatever fields they may, may be in, a lot of people don't have the background in managing people and leading them. I have to ask you a direct, true question. This happened mm -hmm. probably an hour before. Someone... Mm -hmm didn't understand why people were receiving more compensation, but morale was at an all-time low. Do you think there's a direct relationship between morale and compensation, or do people need other things besides just another dollar? Yes, they, they, they need more things. Um, you know, we always say the grass is greener on the other side. People say it all the time. Yeah, mm -hmm. I wish I had more money. I wish mm -hmm. I know more professional people that are making a ton of money and that are totally unhappy. Yes. So when you don't have money, you think that that's what you need. Yes. However, when you have money and when you start to get it, you realize that you need so much more. Yes. So again, balance is the key to life. Yes. You have to have balance in your life. You have so you have to go to work not because of what you're being compensated for, but because you really truly like it. And if you don't like your job, maybe it's, some, it's time to look for something else or find the things about that occupation that you do like. So maybe it's imparting into people. Maybe it's something different than the job itself. Finding that happiness, that purpose outside of work. Absolutely. So for, for small business owners out there, which there's thousands of them, people are starting new businesses every day, mm -hmm. that want to incentivize, they want to motivate their staff, but they can't do it with money. How do you start the conversation. How do you start the conversation with, Kevin, you're doing a good job here. We appreciate you. Mm -hmm. What's a way we can incentivize you really to take it to the next level outside of money? What's one? How do you start that conversation? Well, I think that you start that by asking the person, you know, what is it that you can, the value that you have. They have to know their value, their purpose, okay? And when, once you find that, because, you know, we can do our jobs, but, you know, in corporate America or any industry today, it's really about not doing the job. That's the expectation that you're going to yes. do the job, right? Yes. So it's really about how are you going to go over over and above, what is it that you're going to do in terms of increasing your value to be more valuable in that position? Now, when you figure that out, then that gives you some internal, um, it, that incentivizes you because that makes you feel good that, you know what, I brought something more to this position. I, I, I absolutely love that answer. I saw a quote the other day. It says when you add value, you become more valuable. Exactly, and you are a value add. Yes, that's a, that's a beautiful thing. So we talked about fashion and leadership. Fast forward to today, you are in leadership. Yes. In leadership in real estate. Talk about where you are in the team that you lead with Signature Properties. Okay, so it's very interesting because um, always been in leadership, even on the fashion end. However, going into leadership in um, real estate, was very short and very quick. 
I knew that you know I wasn't just going to be selling properties forever, but I wanted to lead agents. And um, so I am with one of the largest real estate firms on Long Island, number one. We love, I love to say that. <laughs> we are number one in closed transactions for 2022. Let's go. And, um, and that's because our agents, literally, when I took this job with Signature, it was like w walking into Disney. Nice. That's a big compliment. It really is. And I read a book called The Magic Kingdom many years ago. And it was really about how Disney runs their organization. And it's really about the CEO is at the same level as the person who picks up the garbage and no job is above either of them. And that's the way that Signature runs um, their company. And if I had to create a company, that, was, that would be my prototype because the agents are so empowered, they are so happy. So I felt like I was walking into the Magic Kingdom I and I felt it. at home. I think everyone would agree that Disney is the ideal mm -hmm. work environment because they're not actually selling amusement park or rides, they're selling happiness. Absolutely. And I, that's what we do. What's the, what's, <laughs> the, what's the message in Magic Kingdom? I can't skip that book because I haven't read it. I'm going to have read it, but I haven't read it. But what's the bottom line message that you took from that book that you carry forward with you today? I think the bottom line message to me is that they really care about the person that works there. And when you care about the people that work for you, the human resource of any business, yes. they give more. And I will tell you that I have gone to Disney World. Um, I was down there when there was a hurricane, Hurricane Francis, mm -hmm. and we stayed at a time resort. And the manager of that time resort was, um, timeshare resort was an ex-Disney employee. My husband and I had to hunker down because they were telling everyone to evacuate. And that person, because he had the ideals um, of Disney, he went home, he got a whole bunch of food, he brought it back for us. Wow. And that, he wasn't even working for Disney. Right. That is just something that internally was taught to him and was a part of who he was. And that's what I try to. So when you have happy employees, they will give more to their, um, their clients or their customers. I, I love the concept that you're in worst case scenario. No one wants to be in a storm, even at home. You definitely don't want to be in a storm right. on vacation. You are there to relax, mm -hmm. wind down, Absolutely. have a good time, but a storm shows up. What do you do? He could have went home to his shelter. And but his, his family. And his family. Right. But he had the mindset, so you know what? They're here. They don't have food mm -hmm. or beverages. Right. Let me provide that. Yes. Yeah. That's that's an amazing story. And, I think and that's that, a takeaway from that's Disney. That's a takeaway that anybody listening to or watching this podcast can have mm -hmm. about how you empower people to go above and beyond. And he didn't have to call anybody. I, I can think of uh, being on a family reunion like a year ago with my family in Virginia. And um, the person at the front desk was mm -hmm. new and they wasn't mm -hmm. sure about a lot of things. And they were trying to call to get some help in some direction. And I'm like, you've been left in a position where you're really not empowered to be alone here because right. things come up for people all the time. Your, your passion for people, your experience in leadership, it's, it's obvious. I can see that it translates very well when you're working with real estate clients mm -hmm. or with the 
people on your staff or on your team a signature. Right, it does. I really, I celebrate them. Yes. Um, I listen to them, and that's the key. Everyone wants to be listened to. Um, when they come into my office with a problem, you know, I'm there to help them resolve it, but also to hear their heart. I just don't want to get to the resolution of the problem. It's like they just want to talk. Mm -hmm. So they just want someone to listen. And then I can give them, okay, this is the way we're going to deal with this. So I'm, I'm listening intently to the answer from a business standpoint, mm -hmm. but I'm also feeling bad as a man. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> because sometimes men, nothing against me, nothing against Mr. America, but sometimes men, mm -hmm. that whole men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Right, yeah. We want to get to the solution really quick. Right. We want you to feel yes. better, but our strength is not listening. Mm -hmm. So when you say that you're really listening mm -hmm. and hearing, right. um, that's a big difference, and not every leader provides that. Yes, you're absolutely right. And I am so, I've been with in this position for about a year now. And, um, and one of the things I hear the most is that we are just so happy that you're here because we feel like we're being heard. And, um, and that makes me feel good. And um, so our office is growing and, um, and I just love seeing them because they're flourishing. They are flourishing because they feel like someone cares. What I love about it, leading realtors, they're for the most part independent contractors. Absolutely for different from they employees. They have choices. Yes. They have choices. Yes. They're not punching the clock at nine and they're not walking out at mm -hmm. five. They're volunteering their time mm -hmm. to work with you because they think I have a skill set and I want to work with you and be inspired for some revenue generating mm -hmm. activities so mm -hmm. I can know what I need to know to hopefully list or sell these properties. So that means the world to me to lead independent contractors. I've done both. Mm -hmm. much harder than leading employees, Absolutely. but you have to respect what they are. What have you found the difference? You've done both. You've mm -hmm. managed employees and now you're leading independent contractors. What would you say the difference is? Okay, so it's been a learning curve for me. Yes. It really has. And I will tell you, there, there were days when I felt like crying. I really <laughs> did because independent <laughs> contractors are so different. Employees, they have to come to work every day. Yes. They are getting a paycheck at the end of the week. And if they don't do their job, they don't have a job, right? Because right. we can um, dismiss them. Independent contractors can leave at any time. Yes. And independent contractors sometimes come thinking that they may be bringing more to the table than they really are, right? Mm -hmm. Even though we encourage them and we do all of that. However, it's just different because there's no rhyme or reason sometimes. It could be a personality situation. Mm -hmm. If you're an employee, even though you may not get along with your boss because of their personality, you still want to keep your job. Yes. Well, independent contractors can go anywhere. So, um, so at the same time, for me, I think the learning curve is I can't take it personally. Yes. People can leave at any time. All I need to do is to bring my B-E-S-T to the table, my best. Yes. And if my best is not good enough for you, then it's not a good fit. Right. That's it. That's very, very straightforward. I think that's a, a fabulous answer. One of the things I've asked everybody this season about is mentorship. Mm -hmm. Can you talk about some of the mentors that you've had in your career? Um, oh, I had an amazing mentor. I was just talking about him today. His name is Larry Barish. And, um, and it's a, such a strange story because my parents moved down to Alabama maybe about 10 years ago to be with my in-laws. They were really good friends. My husband and I have been married for 
almost 36 years. So they bought a house in Florida, but then went to um, Alabama and um, you know bought a house there to be with my their friends, my in-laws. They passed away and we had to bring them back. Okay. So Larry Barish was an agent that um, their agent in Alabama called to help them with the home. And um, so we bought the home through him, and then I got into real estate in 2018 again, and I went to Caldwell Banker in Babylon, mm -hmm. and, um, and loved the culture of that office. And then something just said, you know, does Larry Barish work here? I didn't know, and he worked in that office. Wow. And I have to tell you, 27, he had 27 years of experience, and we are diametrically different in wow. every way. He will use four-letter words, every he smokes <laughs> like a sailor. People would look at us and go, oh my gosh, you guys are so different. And, um, but there was something that happened. There was such a synergy with us. Yes. I have to tell you, he poured so much into me. I soaked up everything that he did. I heard everything that he said, and I made it my own. I didn't say it the way he did it. Right. I did it my way. Yes. And to this day, he is just so proud of the fact that he had so much to do with my success. And I give him, I, I, I'm just so grateful to him. No, that's wonderful. That's a wonderful mentorship story. Mm -hmm. Now, Larry mentored you, but I know you mentored others. Talk about how you're mentoring others these days. Well, I love new agents because I was one that new agent myself. So being in a management position, a branch manager, um, I get to uh, speak into my, my agents' lives every single day. Um, you know, I, ha I get to pick them up when they're having a really bad day. Right now, business is, you know, it's tough it's right tough. now. It's tough. And um, a lot of people got into the real estate um, um, business because they felt, oh, quick money. The pandemic was yes. like, everyone was like yes. selling houses with their eyes closed. Yes. Now it's not like that. No. You have to have some skill. Yes. And uh, so all these agents that got into the business two years ago are now finding it pretty difficult to right. make it because they did not develop the skill set. Right. So, um, so I really do mentor my agents with education, with listening. So, you know, education is power, right? So we want to be heads and tails above everyone else. Well, if you know what you're doing, then you're going to um, be able to pour into your clients. And, you know, and that's what I do with a lot of my agents. And then my seasoned agents, I also do that as well. They know what they're doing. But when you're hitting a rough patch, you need that person that's going to probably just infuse some new ideas. And also my older, my seasoned yes. agents, yes. Um, sometimes they tend to go back to the old ways of doing things. And I love the fact that even though I'm a seasoned individual, I've been around <laughs> for a while, I still love technology. I love learning. Mm -hmm. I, I am a longtime learner. Yes. So I'm still, social media, I, as you yes. can see, I love social media. But some of my seasoned agents will tend to resist new things. And, that, and that's part of it. That's the value in you being seasoned and that you know the old world, you mm -hmm. know the new world. Exactly. You're in the game and you definitely can help them navigate it. Mm -hmm. From a knowledge standpoint that you impart into your agents, would you say that knowledge is the great separator of knowing a little bit more, helping your clients navigate Absolutely. this environment, mm -hmm. where to list, where to sell, when to come, when to go, and also through the emotional cycle of buying or selling a home? Absolutely, knowledge is everything. 
but you have to have knowledge and compassion at the same time. So what separates my agents and even agents on the, with the brokerage that I'm with is that we educate. We are constantly having classes. We constantly educate. We know our numbers. We know our hyper-local um, community so that when we're going out and we're doing a listing presentation, we know everything that there is to know about that community so that you can get the highest and best for your, um, for your, for your home. So yes, knowledge is everything. However, that coupled with knowing how to sit across from any individual and mirror that person. So you have a person that's very into numbers and just really straightforward. You just better get to the numbers, yes. okay? You gotta yes. tell me what that number is. Yes. They don't want the touchy-feely no, stuff, no, right? No, 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 no. So no, you no. have to know how to discern who you're speaking to at that particular moment. So we have a ton of classes on all of these things so that we can take both of those elements and bring them together so that we're a well-rounded agent. I love your choice of words. Mirroring is a, a critical skill that's not taught, mm -hmm. and discernment comes both from business mm -hmm. and from the good book. Right, exactly. So you and I met not long ago, mm -hmm. um, mutual friends. Yes. Thank you, Keith Banks. Yes. Uh, you Thank were you, there. Keith. We were part of a, yeah. uh, a discussion for Black History Month, mm -hmm. and it was your whole CLC, not CLC, I'm saying it CCC. wrong. CCC. CCC. Yeah. Family. It was yeah. like everybody was there. We had attorneys, mm -hmm. realtors, bankers. Yes. Everybody just well represented. Yes. Talk to me about the community of CCC. Okay. Well, I've been. Um, we have been a part of that community for a very long time, and you know, I'm able to take a lot of what we learn at CCC and incorporate that into my business life into my personal life um, where it's all about Christ in culture yes. and we have to take that every place that we go so basically what we learn at CCC is that we are all in different industries yeah. however we're in those industries to make a difference we are the salt of all of these industries yes. so once upon a time it would be oh don't get into that you know you can't be a singer in this or whatever it is that you were doing or you can't be an actor because that's where all the sinners mm -hmm. hang out we don't really believe that. We believe that we are here. We are to permeate the world with his goodness, his love, his light, all of those things. Your leader is a phenomenal teacher. Let's, yes. let's shout him out. Let's yes, A.R. Bernard, yes. We love Pastor Bernard. He is a teacher. He's a teacher. I've heard yes. him teach on um, regular radio. I don't mm -hmm. want to use the word regular. That's not the right word secular radio yes. station. Mm -hmm. I've heard him teach because he's a teacher and right. I've heard him teach on principle so he's absolutely phenomenal. He is amazing and he's so well-rounded. He's educated so he can come from different. I always tell him all the time that when I was in my graduate program I would go to church on Sunday, take notes, and basically use everything he said <laughs> in my papers. And um, I graduated with distinction, which was let's awesome, go. but it's partly because of A.R. Bernard. <laughs> let's go, let's go. Yeah, I mean, it's a wonderful, wonderful ministry. It's very fast. It's, I, I think we are over 40,000 members right now. We have two campuses, one in Brooklyn and one um, in Long Island, New York. Absolutely. You. Uh a good friend of mine, uh, beyond Keith Banks, is Thurston O'Neill. Oh, I know Thurston. Yes. Very well. Yes. So, um, my hometown, my yeah. alumni, absolutely wonderful man of God, wonderful yes. singer. Yes, amazing. Wonderful, uh, well-rounded person. He's a future guest on the podcast. Mm -hmm. talked, we've talked fashion. Mm -hmm. We've talked real estate. We've talked leadership. Let's talk community. Tell me okay. something you're involved in that you'd like to share with people. 
Well, in community, I really am involved with my church, yes. and that's where um, I have the biggest effect. I serve there um, every Sunday. I'm at MOH, which means um, Ministry of Helps. Um, I, I greet, and again, because I love people, you know, the, the one of the, the themes and mantras of our church is to make people feel warm and welcome and wanted. Yes. And um, and that's what I do every single day. Mm -hmm. So again, this is how Christ and culture, I take that to um, my job as well. So, um, so yes, so that really, church is really my passion project because it's about people, but also where I work, which Signature Premier Properties is all about philanthropic work. Yes. So we do a lot of work in the community with pantries and um, it, with um, working, we have Surfers Way, which we work with kids with disability and autism. Yeah. Um, we give back to the community with Easter baskets and backpack drives. So we're constantly looking for projects to give in because when you give into the community, you know, it comes back, it reciprocates. Pat, you have yeah. been an incredible, incredible guest. Is there anything you'd like to share with the audience that I didn't ask you? Well, I, so I'm a real estate agent and the one basic need that we all have is a, we need a place to live. And especially in communities of color where most of us, 45% of our community owns homes and that percentage is way too low. We know that, you know, from history way back in 1866 where the Equal Opportunity Act mm -hmm. um, came, everyone should have had uh, a right to own a home, yes. but we weren't really on an even um, playing ground. And now, we still not. However, with knowledge, we can be. So I just want to impart into everyone that home ownership is a way to build legacy. It's one of the ways to build legacy. Um, so I, that's really, I have a story. I come from, you know, I'm an immigrant into this country. My parents bought a house in the first year that they were here, but it's because they worked really, really hard because they were mistreated and um, when they were renting. And um, so therefore, because of that, and I didn't know, things typically go come right. full circle. I didn't know I was gonna do real estate later in life. However, it's because of that that really make, gives me the desire to really see everyone own a home in this country. I, lo I love that, because that's not just your job, it's a purpose. So I said we're close to the last question, mm -hmm. but I'd be a poor interview if I didn't ask this. Financial literacy and home ownership. What are we, as a community of color, community of first-generation people, what is one financial literacy lesson that you wish you could impart upon people so they can start or continue on the path to home ownership? So I would say stop being consumers. Stop being consumers. We have to learn how to save. We have to look at our credit, make sure we are paying our bills on time. Those two things will help tremendously when it comes to buying a home. We're consumers by nature, right? We want the best, we want the designer goods. And yes, I come from the fashion industry. So yes, <laughs> I like that stuff. However, it's not the most important thing because you're making, you're getting them rich. Right. And you need to really start thinking about yourself and what are you going to leave for your posterity? I love it. So let me restate what you said. That'll be a mm -hmm. clue that I'm listening. Oh, okay. You said, stop consuming mm -hmm. so much. Mm -hmm. Save. Yes. And credit. How do people begin to build good saving habits? Well, 
you should always put money away. Do not spend your entire paycheck. At least put 10% of whatever you're making away in the bank. And then if you have bills, make sure you're paying those bills on time. Pay them ahead of time. And I think it's just so, it's very simple. It's not anything that is so complicated. Just save a portion of your salary. I, I love After that. tithing. There <laughs> it is. I knew you were going to pay, pay yeah. God, pay yourself, yes. and continue. I love asking that question because we all have different financial literacy information mm -hmm. from home, from mm -hmm. work, from where we serve. Mm -hmm. And it's good for people to hear it a different way so they can start on that path. Right. Where can people find your social media? So I am on um, all so social media platforms. Um, on Facebook, it's going to be Patricia Bailey America. And I have a business page, which is Miss America Homes. I am also on Instagram as Miss America Homes. LinkedIn, I'm Patricia Bailey MA, CBR. So that's how you can find me. And I do have a YouTube channel. I am now starting that up. Um, so I would love you guys to really follow me there. Uh, that's Ms. America Homes, and I want TikTok as well. So I, I'm on all the social media platforms. Ladies and gentlemen, one time for Miss America. Thank you.